satisfactorily for all parties. Thus, while A is waving his hat and giving a series of rousing cheers, we see B frowning dubiously, and the same is true of X and Z. Take this romance of Pongo's, for instance. I was hoping that he'd marry another girl, a particular protégé of mine whom I watched grow from a child, and a singularly fascinating child at that, to a young woman of grace, charm, and strength of character, who in my opinion has everything. Among other advantages which she possesses is sense enough for two, which it seems to me is just the amount the wife of Reginald Pongo Twistleton will require. But it was not to be. However, let us look on the bright side. Shall we? Oh, rather. Fine. Well, looking on the bright side, I haven't met this new girl, but she sounds all right. And, of course, the great thing is to get the young blighter safely married and settled down, thus avoiding the risk of his coming in one day and laying on the mat something with a platinum head and an Oxford accent which he picked up on the pier at Blackpool. You remember what a pushover he always was for the gentle sex. I haven't seen Pongo since we were kids. Even then he was flitting from flower to flower like a willowy butterfly. He was the Don Juan of his dancing class when he wore little Lord Fauntleroy suits, his heart an open door with welcome on the mat. He'll chuckle that sort of thing now. Let us hope so. But you remember what the fellow said. Can the leopard change his spots, or the Ethiopian his hue, or is it skin? And talking of Ethiopians, said Lord Ickenham, allowing himself to become personal, has someone been cooking you over a slow fire, or did you sit in the sun without your parasol? Bill Oakshot grinned sheepishly. I am a bit sunburnt, aren't I? I've been in Brazil. I'm on my way home from the boat. You reside in this neighbourhood? At Ashenden Manor. Married? Uh, no, I live with my uncle. Or rather, he lives with me. What's the distinction? Well, what I mean is, Ashenden really belongs to me, but I was only sixteen when my father died, and my uncle came barging over from Cheltenham and took charge. He dug in and has been there ever since, running the whole show. You'd think from the way he goes on, said Bill, stirred to unwonted loquacity by the recollection of his wrongs, that he owned the ballet place. Well, to give you an instance, he's pinched the best room in the house for his damned collection of African curios. Does he collect African curios? God help him. And that's not all. Who has the star bedroom? Me? No. Uncle Aylmer. Who collars the morning paper? Me? No. Uncle Aylmer. Who gets the brown egg at breakfast? Don't tell me. Let me guess. Uncle Aylmer? Yes, blast him. Lord Ickenham stroked his moustache. A certain guarded something in your manner, Bill Oakshot, he said, suggests to me that you do not like having your Uncle Aylmer living at Ashenden Manor. Am I correct? Yes. Then why not bung him out? The truculence faded from Bill Oakshot's demeanour, leaving in its place embarrassment. He could have answered the question, but to do so would have involved revealing his great love for his uncle's daughter Hermione, and agreeable old bird though Lord Ickenham was, he did not feel that he knew him intimately enough. Oh, well, uh, he said, and coyly scraped a shoe like a violin case along the floor of the compartment. No, I don't quite see how I could do that. There are complications. Yes, complications. I understand. It was plain to Lord Ickenham that he had stumbled upon a delicate domestic situation, and he tactfully forbore to probe into it. Picking up his times, he turned to the crossword puzzle. 
and Bill Oakshot sat gazing out of the window at the passing scenery. But he did not see the familiar fields and spinneys, only the lovely face of his cousin Hermione. It rose before him like some radiant vision, and soon, he reflected, he would be beholding it not merely with the eye of imagination. Yes, at any moment, now that he was back in England again, he was liable to find himself gazing into her beautiful eyes, or, if she happened to be standing sideways, staring at her pure, perfect profile. In which event, what would the procedure be? Would he, as before, just gape and shuffle his feet? Or would he, fortified by three months embracing Brazil, at last be able to shake off his distressing timidity and bring himself to reveal a silent passion which had been functioning uninterruptedly for some nine years? He hoped so, but at the same time was compelled to recognize the point as a very moot one. A tap on the knee interrupted his meditation.